Science in diction and fact over fiction. Learning and growing and healing afflictions. Authentic and supportive, knowledge a plethora. Welcome to the Library of Alexandria. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Library of Alexandria. Today, we're going to talk about cancel culture and why it's a good thing. There's a lot of benefits to cancel culture, and I'm going to dig into that. First, I'm going to read the actual definition of cancel culture, or call-out culture. Cancel culture is a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, either online, on social media, in the real world, or both. Those who are subject to this ostracism are said to be canceled. The explanation for cancel culture continues. Merriam-Webster notes that to cancel, as used in this context, means to, quote, to stop giving support to that person, end quote. While Dictionary.com, in its pop culture dictionary, defines cancel culture as, quote, withdrawing support for public figures and companies after they have done or said something considered objectionable or offensive, end quote. The expression cancel culture has mostly negative connotations and is commonly used in debates on free speech, free speech and censorship. Continuing, the notion of cancel culture is a variant on the term call-out culture and constitutes a form of boycotting involving an individual, usually a celebrity, who is deemed to have acted or spoken in a questionable or controversial manner. For those at the receiving end of cancel culture, the consequences can lead to loss of reputation and income that can be hard to recover from. And I got all this information from the cancel culture wiki page. Okay, so there's layers to this. That explanation, definition of cancel culture focused solely on celebrities and big companies, basically big, very influential, authoritative public figures and organizations. However, cancel culture has evolved into more than just that. Cancel culture also refers to canceling people in our personal lives, whether it's friends or family members or any other interpersonal relationship. So this concept is very layered, and I'm going to cover those layers. And I first want to start with this. <laughs> Republicans, conservatives, absolutely hate cancel culture. So there you have it, folks. Right there. Republicans and conservatives are not only ruining this country, they are ruining the world. That is their priority. That is their motivation dominant authoritarian power and that is just a fact and when a concept when a notion aligns with republicans and conservatives it has to be deeply questioned and after you deeply question it you're going to come to the conclusion that it's fucked because <laughs> everything they stand for is fucked and meant to harm and oppress others I received a push notification from HuffPost yesterday about an article regarding cancel culture, and it's titled, Only Half of Americans Have Heard of Cancel Culture, which I thought was very interesting. I didn't know that. I'll talk about that in a second. This is a direct quote from this HuffPost article. One of former President Donald Trump's lawyers described his second impeachment trial as, quote, constitutional cancel culture, end quote. Rep. Jim Jordan from Ohio, a leading voice among the most conservative members of the House, told a Fox News audience that fighting cancel culture is, quote, the number one issue for the country to address today, end quote. The theme of this year's conservative political action conference, question mark, 
America uncancelled. So, ew. Trump should absolutely be cancelled by the entire world. We know this. I also came across an article published by NPR on February 10th of this year titled, When Republicans Attack Cancel Culture, What Does It Mean? (laughs) And this article says, Republicans have for a long time used the phrase cancel culture to criticize the left, but lately they have seized on it particularly aggressively. They are mad, which is hilarious. All right, so Republicans and conservatives hate cancel culture, and it's their number one motivation to cancel cancel culture. So internalize that, noodle on that. Second layer. Here's the thing. Cancel culture is not inherently problematic, wrong, or harmful. It's a revolution in self-care, self-advocacy, self-honor, and self-reverence. And it's a revolution in collective advocacy, collective empathy, and collective progression. Cancel culture becomes a problem when it's not used intentionally or critically. It becomes a problem if someone's intention and motivation is to simply be nasty as opposed to advocating for themselves and or others and to spread awareness that will abundantly serve you and or others in wholehearted ways as well as protect others and yourself. So let me give you some celebrity examples. I'll first start with J.K. Rowling. So prior to J.K. Rowling showing her whole ass with her disgusting transphobia, I revered J.K. Rowling. She was someone that I had hoped to meet. I was like, if I ever had an opportunity to have dinner with a famous person, it would be her. She'd be at least one of those people. And I've had reverence for her incredible creativity and the beautiful story and the magical story of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is very dear and close to me. I identify as a Gryffindor proudly. (laughs) And I mean, I think I I think about Harry Potter regularly. It's a regular part of my reality. It's a regular part of my psyche. (laughs) And when I discovered this, I was horrified. And it wasn't even a question in my mind whether or not I would excuse her behavior, whether or not I should be upset, whether or not I, I would give her the benefit of the doubt. It was not even a question in my mind because the things that she has said reflect her values, reflect her innermost being. And I do not want to live in a world where people like her are given these incredible platforms to share hate speech. I do not want to live in a world where I don't want to live in a transphobic world. I don't want that. So I am not going to keep her in my repertoire of people I revere. Why would I do that? Yes, she has created a phenomenal story that I will always hold dear. I love the story, the fictional story she has created. I love and adore the character she has created. That won't change. However, my reverence for her as an individual is gone because I do not want to live in a transphobic world. I do not want to live in a world where people are given these incredible platforms to spread hate speech, to spread a counterproductive and regressive and harmful, dangerous mindset. I do not want to live in that world. So I am not going to give that individual any more of my attention. I am not going to give her the benefit of the doubt because that is not 
it, it's when we give people the benefit of the doubt in these horrible situations, it can do one of two things. When people give them the benefit of the doubt, they're either doing it to protect the other person's feelings or they're doing it to protect their feelings or it's possibly both, which is cowardly. Take R. Kelly, Harvey Weinstein. These people deserve to be publicly shamed. They brought this upon themselves because they made choices that warranted these reactions. If somebody has the right and the opportunity to do and say something harmful and offensive to the public and in public, then we have the right to respond in a public fashion in ways that call them out. It goes both ways. Why would we give an offensive, harmful, inappropriately and unacceptable acting person the freedom to boldly express themselves while revoking our right to do the same? Our right as receivers of this offensive, harmful, inappropriate and unacceptable behavior. Also, we as consumers of content absolutely need to curate our content. We need to curate it in ways that are aligned with our values, in ways that are going to help us protect our peace, and in ways that are going to preserve our integrity. Why would you want to keep someone who's saying and doing harmful stuff on your timeline, on your feed? You don't want to take in that information. You don't want that to be what you normally see and consume and take in. You also don't want to give those people or companies more power and influence. We need to create the world we want to live in by who we support emotionally, socially, and financially. So for example, I don't post Harry Potter stuff online anymore. I don't post quotes or Harry Potter pictures. I took Gryffindor off my website as one of my descriptors. And that's because I don't want to give JK Rowling more power or influence. I don't want to push her agenda by creating opportunities for her to get more positive attention. Also sharing Harry Potter stuff can be very triggering to lots of people whom she's personally offended. When we keep as a collective, when we keep giving these people platforms to spread hate and keep accepting and excusing their behavior, because that's what it is, it's accepting and excusing it, that does not progress human society. It's like a form of evolution. And and by the way, I'm not talking about eugenics, by the way, in case anybody was thinking that eugenics is completely different, that uh, eugenics is a philosophy where people believe that we should be selectively breeding humans to eradicate undesirable characteristics and those are generally physical characteristics like physical deformities and uh, susceptibility to disease and things like that and if you racist uh, it means getting rid of black people and any people of color so that is not what I am talking about it's like the old ass republicans in in office right now the old men and women it's mostly men though we just need them to die out that's just a fact they have had this much time to grow and progress and they have chosen not to. They just need to die out. They are not doing anything productive to progress human society and to push the collective forward. They just need to go. Goodbye. When considering or not even considering if your intuition is telling you right away, cancel. If it's it, it's about the other person, it's about the persecutor's agendas and priorities and values. So is the persecutor, meaning the person you want to cancel, are they willing to learn and grow? Have they expressed that? Because most of the time when people are canceled, they're canceled because they're not willing to learn and grow. They don't want to. They're ignorant and foolish, and it is not wise to entertain foolishness. Now let's take Harvey Weinstein, that disgusting human being. He put out this fake-ass apology because he has to. His publicist, I'm sure, wrote it, and it's what celebrities do. They just have to make a public apology to look good and to play the game. Over 80 women 
have come forward saying that they have been sexually assaulted, raped, or harassed by this man. And we need to trust women. So in this bullshit, fake-ass apology, he literally says, though I'm trying to do better, I know I have a long way to go. That's complete bullshit. He's been doing this since the 60s and 70s. It wasn't just the 60s and 70s. It's been since the 60s and 70s. He's had decades to try and do better. This isn't even a matter of trying. Do not, just don't do it. Do not sexually harass, assault, and rape women. Just don't do it. Some things are just unforgivable. I don't give a fuck if he's quote-unquote actually working on himself. It is too late. You had you had your time. No, this is unacceptable. Bye. It doesn't even matter if he had decades to try to get better. Sexually assaulting, harassing, and raping people is inexcusable, unacceptable, and they those people should not be part of human society. They're a danger. They're a hazard to human society and human life. Now, I do want to say this. In terms of trusting women, yes, I believe trusting women should always be the default. Now, are there women who lie and take advantage of some men to try to gain power and say that they were sexually assaulted when they weren't? When they were not? Yes. For example, Johnny Depp. So Johnny Depp has basically been canceled because uh, there were rumors spreading that he was abusing, assaulting his wife. And he was taken off of the third Fantastic Beasts movie. Like he's been removed from that franchise. And it turns out that, you know, evidence has actually come out that that is not true and that this woman was was lying, which is horrible. And that is inexcusable behavior. That's not okay. That does not progress human society. That does not push the collective forward. And it's awful that she did that. And to that, I will just be honest and say that I do not have all the answers. I wish that I did. Sometimes you just need to operate via your fierce intuition, which is going to operate off of your values. And that's going to preserve your integrity. You know, when you let your highest self guide you, you just have to go with that. You have to trust that, trust yourself. And if there was someone, if there was, if there was someone who canceled Johnny Depp during this time, it's hard for me to fault them for that because, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe the people that have canceled him have been sexual assault and abuse victims themselves. And that is triggering for them to... To hear, to learn this information, and that's okay because they can't. They canceled him to protect their peace, to not be triggered or more triggered, I should say. And unfortunately, we do live in a world where most of the time, when sexual harassment and abuse occurs, it is done by men to women. Not always, obviously. Most of the time, that's just how human beings have acted since since we've been here and obviously all men on this planet are not like that we know that absolutely not i believe the majority of men are not like that however sexual assault and physical abuse to women by men like i said has long stand has been a long-standing part of humanity and it's still an issue we are combating today and that is why johnny Depp was canceled because it's a very severe issue that is continuously perpetuated. Sorry, y'all. I know you can hear John in the background. I apologize. We share a small apartment. I'm in the closet. He's in the kitchen. He's on a meeting. I apologize. I am glad that evidence and information came out to expunge Johnny Depp of his unwarranted negative reputation. I'm happy about that. And I'm hoping that those who canceled him before have per have opened their minds and hearts to uncancel him now that this information has come out. But I do understand that they 
some some people that canceled him did it because they were triggered and because it, it it is not in alignment with their values and that type of behavior is not congruent with the world they want to live in. Okay, I'm going to say something very important, so please pay attention. Are you ready? It is not your job or obligation to be the catalyst and or to navigate someone else's growth journey. That's not your job. It's not your responsibility. Someone's individual growth journey is just that. It's an individual personal growth journey. Individuals who prioritize growing are growing because they are prioritizing it because they keep it top of mind, because they are willing to grow, because growing is a value of theirs. You cannot force anyone to grow. Yes, you do have the opportunity to say something that may expand their mind and shift their perspective. However, if we're talking about an interpersonal relationship with someone that you want to cancel, not a celebrity or an organization, if that person says or does something that triggers you, you don't owe that person the benefit of the doubt because either you don't know that person that well, okay, and you don't need to preserve a relationship with them anyway, or if it is someone that you know well and have a deep and intimate relationship with, whether it's a friend or a family member, that person should have known not to say or do that thing to trigger you. And if they don't know that, if, if they don't understand or didn't know that they shouldn't have said that, if they don't understand why it was wrong that they should have said that, then that represents a value clash and... While that's unfortunate, it is okay because you want people in your life who are aligned with you. You want people in your life who share the same values. They don't have to be the exact same person. They do need to share the same values though, at least to an extent. And that extent is going to be personal to you and how you want to live your life. Take, for example, me. I am not a religious person. I'm actually an atheist. That does not mean, though, that I'm not going to be friends with someone who is religious. It does mean that I'm not going to be with a romantic partner who's religious because, for me, that's what makes the most sense. I don't, I need that in a partner. I don't need that in a friend. There are also caveats to that, though. If I have a friend who is shoving religion down my throat all the time, that's not going to work for me. But if I have a friend who's religious and doesn't try to push their beliefs or values onto me, then we're cool. I definitely canceled someone several, several years ago whom I was friends with, and I was having a hard time. I was just going through a lot of intense, stressful things in my life at the time, and we were texting about it, and this person was like, I know that you're, you know, not religious and you don't believe in God, but I think that it might really help you. And it's like, nope, that was not empathetic in any way. That was you pushing your agenda. Bye. We have a value clash, and it's not going to serve me. I also really want to underscore that and I've said this before, I just really want you all to understand that this is the choices you make in terms of who to cancel and why to cancel is completely, completely personal. And there's not one right way to do it. It's it's personal to you and how you want to live your life and how you want to live your values and how you want to preserve your integrity and how you want to protect your peace. You know, if, if you have someone in your life, friend, family member, whomever, and they say or do something that so severely triggers you, and you want to just cancel them right out, that's okay. Or if you want to share with that person that they did or said something to upset you, to hurt your feelings, to disrespect you, that wasn't okay with you. If you choose, if you, if it feels aligned for you to actually say that to that person as opposed to canceling them, again, it's personal. If you choose to do that and they are willing to understand and they say, oh, I didn't realize I made a mistake. I apologize. I want to understand. I want to do better. Then that's really cool. Again, it's it's up to you and there's no right or wrong choice. 
Y'all know I always say this. It is our job to create the world we want to live in. And we create that world by making those changes and shifts in our reality first. And if you want to live in a world where you do not entertain bullshit or offensive things or in your mind wrong things in any way, if that's the world you want to live in, then it makes sense that you would be participating in cancel culture. And I do not see an issue with that. I've been canceled. I was canceled in high school. It was so stupid. Um, it was a misunderstanding involving a boy and my friend, a complete misunderstanding. My friend misinterpreted my actions, didn't ask questions, just immediately reacted and canceled me and canceled all of our mutual friends. So like literally, I'm not joking, overnight I had no friends. They were shunning me. They wouldn't look at me, wouldn't talk to me, were talking shit about me. And that was really rough. That was really horrible. And in hindsight, looking back at it, I wish I didn't experience that, of course, because that was painful and harmful. At the same time though, I'm okay with it because I obviously was not aligned with those people. I wasn't aligned with them then and that was in high school. That was like over a decade ago. I'm not interested in figuring out if we're aligned now. <laughs> like it, we did not share the same values. We weren't aligned for each other. Those friendships were obviously, they, they weren't genuine. They were either convenient friendships or what. I don't know, but it it's okay because I don't want people in my life who I'm not aligned with. And <laughs> I've canceled my my biological family. I've canceled my parents and my sister. And when I say canceled, I mean that I have eradicated them from my life and severed those trauma bonds. And by canceled, I also mean that I shouted them out and called them out on social media. And I do that because it is an extremely effective way for me to push the collective forward. It is me choosing to be vulnerable to share this really intense, heartbreaking, personal experiences with people because when we share our stories they validate and affirm others they they help others they bring others knowledge that they can use to overcome what they're going through and to propel themselves forward through it this is why storytelling is so important and and social media is a tremendously effective platform to share stories to connect with other people genuinely and deeply through storytelling and through receiving people's stories and you know I'm currently going through a lot of intense personal stuff with my in-laws right now one fam one in-law in particular and I am screenshotting our conversation, screenshotting how I'm advocating for myself, screenshotting how I am advocating for myself and living in my values and preserving my integrity in the moment. And most of the time, people do not share these things because it takes a lot of vulnerability and a lot of courage and people don't want to be judged that they have, you know, family issues or friend issues. People don't want to be negatively judged that they aren't handling the situation appropriately. According to some people, you know, people may negatively judge what you're doing, how you're handling it. And it's scary to do this. It, it is scary because people are scary. And people also, we all, we, we all have our own individual realities and our own individual lives and our own individual struggles and our own individual triumphs. That is true. And at the same time, what is also true is that as a collective, we are experiencing trauma. You know, throughout the pandemic and throughout all of the political chaos, we have experienced collective trauma. And within that collective trauma, we are experiencing our own individual traumas outside of that, and we're still experiencing it as a collective. I mean, I am one out of 8 billion people in the world. I'm experiencing my own trauma, and other people, the rest of the 8 billion people, are experiencing their own trauma too. I don't know what it is. They don't necessarily know mine, but it is collective. Trauma is a collective experience. It's part of the human experience, and it's so important and necessary to, when we are ready, when it feels aligned, to share our experiences with trauma and our stories so that we can, it's cathartic for us, and when we share our stories, that also fuels more clarity when we speak our stories out loud or when we write them. And 
like I said, it affirms others, it champions others, it celebrates others and their triumphs and their overcoming their struggles. And uh, yeah, that that's why I'm sharing so much detail about the very real issues I'm experiencing that are also the same very real issues others are experiencing right now in their lives. And I haven't used names, you know, whenever I do those screenshots with family, unless it's my parents and sister, because I, I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> with this person, though, you know, I don't want to hurt other people by putting their name out there. I don't really care about if they were to see it. I, I care about other people who, who have relationships with them. So, you know, it's, like, it's not like I'm doing the full on cancel culture where I put their name out there. People know it's my sister-in-law, though. <laughs> <gasps> and they don't know which one. <sighs> I need to take a minute. Just want to say a few more things. Even if it's your actual occupation to help people grow. So if you're a therapist, a coach, or something in that arena, we still need to have and preserve and honor and maintain very specific boundaries to protect our peace and to preserve our integrity and to live our values. And as always, to create the world we want to live in. Boundaries preserve our integrity and our mental and physical well-being. And this is why it's so important to have a conscious relationship to self so that we can be in tune with ourselves and truly trust the feelings we have associated with the actions we want to take. I also want to share when I gave the example of being canceled in high school and giving the examples of cancel culture, not just specifically being about famous celebrities and organizations. I just wanted to provide some resources to, to back that up. There's an article by the New York Times titled Tales from the Teenage Cancel Culture, and it's where teenagers share their experiences of being canceled by their friends. So again, I just want to underscore this isn't just a celebrity company thing. It, cancel culture occurs in our interpersonal lives as well. All right, everyone, this episode is a little longer than I typically do. So thank you so much for listening and bearing with me. I am done with this episode. I will include the articles that I referenced in the show notes so you can uh, reference those and read those. And also, shameless plug, y'all, I've got an apparel shop. People are buying my stuff. It's very exciting. I got an order last night. I wish I could see who orders them so I could thank them personally, but I, it doesn't show names. So whoever is purchasing, thank you so much. Please take a look at my shop if you haven't already. The merchandise has Protect Your Peace. Most of them are part of of an eco-conscious collection and are made from recycled materials. Anyone who means business needs a dope-ass sweatsuit, and you can get one from me. Hoodies and joggers. There's also tanks and t-shirts. I even have masks. In the apparel, the sizes range from extra small to 2XL, which is dope. Please take a look at it. That's how I'm making my income right now. I'm also selling candles. I'm restocking them now. I'm waiting for the candles to come to me, and then once they come to me, I will add them to my shop, and then you all can buy them. They should be here within the week, so I'm very excited about that. And as always, if this episode served you, if this episode expanded your mind, if this podcast serves you and expands your mind and affirms you and validates you and empowers you, which is always the goal, please, please, please leave a five-star rating. I only have 17 ratings, which is not enough. I need more ratings. The more ratings I get, the more visibility I get, the more people I can help, the more people I can reach. So, And, and it just helps me to further my movement even more. So please leave a five-star rating. And if you're feeling very generous, I would love it and very much appreciate it if you left me a lovely review that looks even better and gets me even more visibility all right y'all i will be back here next week with another episode i hope you enjoyed this and i will see you all back here next week cheers oh and uh the shop links are in the show notes <laughs>
Remember, we want to create the world we want to live in. So if you want to live in an inclusive world that celebrates and champions black people, especially black women, be sure to make a purchase to support this small black business, this small black business from a black lady entrepreneur. Yes, yes, yes. Support everything black. Champion black voices. Amplify black voices and stories. Create economic power for black people. Oh, yes. Okay, bye. Oh, baby, baby, baby.